Hello everyone and thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films, whether you're a first time, yeah I know the drill, thank you so much for clicking on this podcast, it means the absolute world. So here we go again, another spy action flick courtesy of Matthew Vaughan. Argyle is the latest release from the director that on the back of the trailer I was just a little bit indifferent with my excitement or lack of for this film. Sure, the cast looked amazing, the action looked good fun, the jokes seemed pretty standard and silly, but there was just something about it that I felt like they were setting themselves up for a bit of a fall. The concept alone is fantastic. An author who writes spy novels only for said spy novels to come true. Genius. But... It's whether the payoff is worth it, you know, like how this has all transpired and why this is happening. That's really what you want to be explained well. And I'm not expecting something that's going to necessarily blow my socks off or anything like that, but I do expect something a little bit outside the box, perhaps. And sadly, that's where I think the film fell short. Now, Matthew Vaughan has some tremendous work in his filmography. Kick-Ass is superb and everyone loves the Kingsman films. And though I've only seen the first Kingsman and enjoyed it, I do feel that Argyle still has that Kingsman feel to it as opposed to just being its own thing. You know, when you're comparing, like, Kick-Ass to Kingsman, those two films feel incredibly different. But Argyle just has that kingsman vibe still and i don't think it worked for me anyways overall that's not to say that the tone or feel didn't work at all throughout this entire runtime because it very much did in good pockets of the film but i just feel that the more elaborate the film got with its storyline and plot twists the more disengaged i was especially that third act and that is what we're going to be talking about on this episode of joe blogs about films which as you know is available on rss.com apple spotify google wherever it is it's available there do hit the notification button on there if you could do be notified when new episodes are uploaded if you could jump onto the socials as well search joe blogs about films into facebook and instagram i would love you to do that that'd be awesome thank you get in touch but finally do leave us a review on apple spotify wherever it is you're listening from hit those star icons just leave us a review i would very much appreciate that Author Ellie Conway writes spy books about Agent Argyle. When it emerges, there's truth to her fiction. Real-life Agent Aiden steps in. And I will keep this as spoiler-free as much as I can. There are a few things that maybe towards the end of the review I'll, I'll go into more spoils, if I can be bothered. But the film really keeps you guessing with every turn. As stated, it does get more elaborate and out there as it plods along. And some of these moments are great, but others you do find yourself just sat there scratching your head like... Really? But to start with positives, Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell are just top-notch. Really, really ace. The chemistry they have just oozes off-screen, and whenever they appear in some set-piece together, you know you're going to have fun. Again, this is a positive, really, for the first half of the film, but the second half, I would say, it's it's still fun and silly, just it doesn't pack the same wallop as the earlier side of the film. I love how Dallas Howard's character Ellie has a certain view of what spies look like. Basically, Henry Cavill with a stupid haircut. (laughs) You know, he's slick, suave, charming, but importantly, very good at what he does. So it's a real shock for her character when she meets a normal-looking guy, being Rockwell, who claims to be a spy, and it's it's almost like it doesn't register that this is, in fact, how spies look and work like. 
all of this I felt was really cheeky and funny. Like their introduction on that train sequence we've seen in the trailer, it's just pure bonkers and a lot of fun. It's 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 more like a silly segment of Bullet Train, which again was a tremendous film from 2021. And I guess in terms of the action, that's how you could summarise a lot of it. It is just bonkers and an awful lot of fun. Now, the action is one thing, but it's the comedic time and delivery from Rockwell that makes it even more entertaining. They'll break up what we're witnessing action-wise for Rockwell to have a one-liner or be wisecracking, you know what I mean? And that was really, really great. And things like comparing standing on a man's head and breaking his skull is like doing the dance, the twist. That is repeated a good number of times and I couldn't help but chuckle every single time. Or how Rockwell, you know, his character hated cats and that he's got allergies, which isn't ideal when the person you're saving is a cat person and has got one on their backpack at all times. You know, Rockwell, for me, clearly had a lot of fun with this character and his charisma is certainly needed within the story. It just allows more tongue-in-cheek wit and laughter that are all real positives for the film. But those two together, to say Bryce Dallas Howard and Sam Rockwell, they're really, really great because there's, like, there's a good amount of conversations and action involving these two that is sprinkled throughout and I just very much enjoyed, like, an awful lot of it. In particular, like, there's a hallway sequence towards the end where they're taking down folk among some very, very colourful smoke, choreographed to perfection, and again, really fun and daft when it wanted to be. And it's difficult really to talk about Bryce Dallas Howard's character without diving into spoilers, but in terms of being spoiler-free... I did like how the film would transition between her writing the novel to actually seeing it all unfold. In particular, when she's got writer's block, there's a moment when she can't quite pen what she wants to say, and we keep cutting to Henry Cavill's Argyle in conversation. However, when Ellie, Bryce Dallas Howard's Ellie, you know, a character, gets writer's block, he too gets a block of what he should say next, like going as far, you know, to deleting the entire conversation and starting again. I thought all of this was really well edited. And to be fair, the editing within the film as a whole is executed very, very well, especially when we see things from Ellie's point of view. Again, this all worked really, really well for the film. And I also quite liked how we would see her in conversations with Argyle, like in a mirror. She'd be talking to him through the mirror because she's devoted to her work. Literally, she is in a relationship with her writing, so all she thinks and all she hears is Argyle. Though, to flip this, there are a few times where it got a little, just a little much, constantly cut in between seeing Sam Rockwell's Aiden kicking ass to Elliot envisioning it being Henry Cavill's Argyle doing the spy work. Yet, there's some really cool and funny moments with this, absolutely. But at times, I just wish that we were just watching Sam Rockwell do the spy action. It just felt too choppy at times. It, was almost, it almost felt like they were just making use of having Henry Cavill in the cast and making sure they got every penny out of his scenes, you know. And I spoke about the twists and turns that the film has. Like, some are fantastic and you can't help sit back and think, well, 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 didn't see that coming. Others, yep, you are sat there going, saw that one coming. Or worst, you can't help but think, my God, you've jumped the shark there. Now, you can decide for yourself, obviously, when you see the film, or if you already have, which of the twists fit into each of those categories. But it's like the film had so many ideas that they threw them all on the table and were like, ah, I'd be right. Just put it all in. Don't worry about it. Like... I absolutely appreciate a film that is forever pulling the rug from under you, but man alive, some things in here, just they're just too out there in some cases. And I guess this does bring me to the negatives I have towards the film. First one being, it's way too long. No need at all to be nearly two and a half hours. Just cut that down, cut that down now. I feel as well that I was also set up for a bit of a fall prior to watching the movie because people were saying things like, oh, it's the best stunt work since John Wick. And I absolutely disagree with this remark. Yeah, the stunt work is fine, but it's no different to 
any other you know action film that you're going to see i wouldn't say it pushes the boundaries or make you think christ that looked painful for that guy i just i don't know it just did nothing nothing of the sorts in terms of being up there with john wick added as well that the film it is just green screen from top to bottom yeah, right there are set lo- on set location yeah whatever you know practical this and that every now and then but it is very very green screen heavy now this is a huge negative as well like the cgi my god some moments in this film are diabolical i would go as far to say that due to the cgi and green screen being that hideous the opening chase sequence between henry cavill and dua lipa is up there as one of the worst openings i've ever seen to a film it looked so clunky and i stress this word hideous like really really bad and given the film's budget was like something daft like 200 million just makes you feel a bit sick that it looks that bad oh and also the cgi cat look dire you've got a budget of 200 million just buy a damn cat like i don't understand that why with it anyways i'm not even going to fall down that rabbit hole of going on about the cgi in this because it's it's shocking but my last couple of negatives <laughs> more negatives they're, they're more spoilery anyway so i'm gonna leave that there okay i'm gonna come back to those in a second like i've got a few more negatives around about the film and the twists and such but we'll come back to that but i did think that cranston does what he does best you know like very flippant between charming and likable to then evil which we know he's mastered to a t but also it's really fantastic seeing Catherine o'hara again on the big screen but again Nothing amazing. Got a few good moments. Overall, it's got fun pockets in here. Some really great and fun pockets in here. Definitely not the worst film you're going to see, but I can 100% see why it's been so divisive with critics and audiences. But Sam Rockwell, he is the absolute star in this. Really, really like... For me, like, I was going to give this, like, a five, but because Sam Rockwell's performance is really, really top-notch in this... I'm just going to nudge it up an extra half and give it 5.5 out of 10, which for me, that's right down the middle because some bits I loved, like I say, and then it just hits a point and you're like, nope, this is just too, nah, not sure on this. Anyways, that's that. I'm just going to jump into a couple of more spoilery sections about the film. So yeah, if you've not seen it, turn off. If you don't care, stay with us. I don't mind, but we're going to go into spoilers now because it's more so to do with, like I said, that the constant pulling of that rug from under you. Like, I don't mind that. It's just that as I stated, some were really, really great. And then it got to a point where you're like, no, this is just getting too much. But for example, one of the really great moments, it reminded me of the um, the vulture sequence from Spider-Man Homecoming. You know, Peter Parker's turned up to the doorway to meet his prom date. Only to find that his prom date's father is actually the vulture. And you're like, oh my God, like what a twist. This happens in here where we have the leader of the division, the evil division that are after, obviously, whatever it is that Ellie Conway is writing, this, that, and the other. Turns out that her actual father, Ellie Conway, is Brian Cranston. And I was like, whoa, didn't see that coming. That was a really, really cool twist. And I thought, okay, I like this. He's going to be, you know, kind of like a wolf among sheep kind of thing, you know, playing this all nicey-nicey, but really is like a head of an evil organisation. And then that gets thrown out the window as well when you find out that her mum's not even a mum and it's someone else. And then it just it just kind of spiralled from there. Like I think that the biggest the biggest part for me that I just I wasn't fully fussed about was revealing who actually Argyle, who the real agent Argyle was, as Sam Jackson puts it in the film. I, I must stress as well, I don't understand how this even got onto people's radar. Obviously, I know the hype for Argyle has been massive, but there's been so much talk about the real Argyle on the old Tinterweb and X, this, that, and the other. People were actually believing that it was going to be Taylor Swift. I don't know where that's come from. I, I honestly don't know. People like, because I know at the moment, uh, they're selling, as, as promotion with the film, you can somewhere pick up an actual Argyle book penned by Ellie Conway. Now, people are, again, speculating that Taylor Swift wrote these books. 
I don't understand the Swift verse. I don't understand these fans. Like, where do you cook this idea up? Because it really isn't. It really isn't that. It wasn't that. Obviously, Taylor Swift is not in this film, but really strange. Uh, it turns out that the actual Agent Argyle is Ellie Conway. She, uh, her name is Rebecca Kyle. R. Kyle. And basically, due to this last mission she was on, she lost her memory. She then was warped by Brian Cranston and Catherine O'Hara, who pretended to be her parents. And obviously, they're part of the evil bunch, this, that, and the other. And I was like, what's just happening? Like, what has happened here? And this is where I really fell off. Like, it went off like a train for me after this because I was really enjoying it. Like I said, I was really enjoying all of the film. Like, well, yeah, majority of it up until this point. And then it just got really, really silly after that. I mean, more silly than what it was, but. The constant twists, they just weren't working for me. Now, the other thing as well is that they kind of hypnotised her or did, like, mind control, like the Division did the mind control on her so that she would forget, obviously, everything that's happened, but then she started to remember stuff, so then decided to write novels about it, and she's obviously got to a certain point where it's leading up to the moment that she lost her memory, and that's where the Division are, like, homing in to be like, right, next steps, what's she going to pen, this, that, and the other... But she is a really good spy at the end of the day. Like, Bryce Alice Howard is a really good spy. And I felt like maybe, yeah, yeah, a performance was decent enough when she found out that uh, she was Agent R. Kyle. Um, I, I liked the back and forth again, the exchange between her and Sam Rockwell. Very entertaining. But then it got really daft again because they obviously saved the day. They're about to really save the day and send what they needed to Sam Jackson. And then it comes out that... Catherine O'Hara's character's got this like weird mind control. Obviously, I know that they've done hypnosis. And then she starts doing, obviously, what they did with, you know, the likes of Captain America, and you've seen in spy films before, when they just like reel off like a bunch of random words with some um, like some weird music playing, you know, they'll be like saying, Rainbow, car chase, I don't know, kittens, something ridiculous. You know, they'll start saying random stuff at them and then it kind of puts them in their hypnosis state and then obviously their allegiance then lie with the people doing the hypnosis so now they're back on the bad guys team then i was like why have you why was this included in the film when all they had to do then from the very bloody get-go is put her in the under that hypnosis and then say tell us everything we want to know job done Obviously, plot conveniences, they can't put that in sooner because then the film will be done after 20 minutes. I get that. But then just don't put it in at all. Do not put that bit in at all. Like that that whole section at the end, they she puts her under hypnosis, she starts attacking Sam Rockwell again, and it doesn't really go it doesn't add anything else because obviously she snaps out of it and then she's back on the good team again. So I, I was just like, it's just needless. This is what I was saying earlier about throwing everything on the table, just being like, well, this'll do, this'll do, that'll do. None of it really, really, like to what like I say, it just got so far fetched and so out there that I don't understand we go to see films for escapism, but I don't like it when I come away and I'm like nitpicking at stuff or finding flaws in the logic. I know logic again goes out the window with these kind of films, but you know, I'm all for being unbelievable, but you've got to rein it in every now and then because that for me was like, right, we are just literally just twisting things up for the sake of it now so yeah bit disappointed with it on that front I, I thought like I said I think for me it's not like a great loss because it's not like I was really excited to see the film it's just that there's so many flaws in there in that third in, well it's almost like two halves you know what I mean like the first half of the film is strong the second half is just a little bit weaker um a lot weaker so I'm not like sat here like oh, I can't believe I'm you know I'm so looking forward to it it's just one of them, you know what I mean? But more importantly, I'd love to know what you think about it if you disagree with any of my points. Again, that's great. Let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. For me, like I stated a minute ago, 5.5 seems a fair enough score for me. But uh, yeah, love to know your thoughts. Argyle's available now at cinemas, so go check... 
maybe wait to stream it. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you ever so much again for listening. I really do appreciate it. I'll be back again with more episodes, more content. As always, though, really appreciate your support. Until the next episode, take care. <laughs>